Welcome to the Tap Room Exclusive. I'm here at Franklin Brewing Company in Elyria, Ohio with uh, Aaron, Mark, and Howard. Uh, we have moved on to the 1724 ESB. Uh, I like the ESB style. It's a nice style. Uh, for anybody who might not be familiar with that style, what's the, uh, what, what, what is an ESB? Uh, classically, it's an English pale, um, lower in alcohol, more of a table beer, uh, big body, full, uh, full body beer. Um, the bitter is not really in the name. It's just a malt forward yeah. kind of English pale. Okay. Um, I so. think that's what throws a lot of people off that may not want to try it is the word bitter Absolutely. in there. And you hear bitter and you're like, okay, well, with, with an IPA, you're, that's what you're looking at is the bittering unit. So what's the, what do you think it is between the, the, those two styles that makes kind of people go, mm. I think it's in their mind, more or less, or just the idea around it. Even if you see a bittering unit of 60, 70, 80, you're right. thinking IPA, super juicy, super fruity. You know, yeah. wow, that's still acceptable palate-wise. Um, when you hear bitters, you know, I'm thinking what they use in drinks. Right. And, you know, and you're, you're, and if you explain classic London or English style, people are like, oh, it's got to be really dense or, yeah, or yeah. dark. Um, but it's not. You know, it's a very drinkable beer. It's got a little fuller body, but it doesn't mm-hmm. really sit heavy. Right. Um, and it's... I, nice amber color. Great amber color. One of my favorite beers. One of my favorite styles. I like the style. And unfortunately, not a lot of people make them. Absolutely. Uh, what was it that, uh, was it just that about the style, that the fact that nobody really made it, that made you want to make yeah. that a, a, and that, is this a year round for you guys, the 1724? Yeah. So it started as a spitball idea. Aaron okay. and I were standing here one day saying, you know, let's, we got to throw something new on the menu. What, what do you want to do? And. I was like, look, I, I love ESBs. One of my favorite growing up was Crooked River. Okay, yeah. And I was like, look, I, I haven't had this in years. I don't even think they make it anymore. Right. Um, we tried some other Fullers and some other things. We did some samples. We were like, yeah, not a lot of people make this. I like this. Let's let's do this. Once we made it and the reception we had from Growler Fills, we put it on year-round. It was not nice. before, but we said, look, nobody else does this. Let's throw it on year-round. And it it's... It's hard to sell outside sales with it, but once right. you get them to try it, it flies off the handles. You know, it's, I, it goes. But I think this has a little bit more to do with the fact that maybe the people don't necessarily know the style. Yeah. And it goes back to that whole correlation between bitter. Yeah. And, and they're like, oh, I don't know if my customers are going to like that. And they just kind of take that cautious approach. Right. They, they hear that bitter. But it, it is such a nice style. I like uh, malt forward brews. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malt's one of my favorite characters yeah, absolutely. To, in a beer. Right. Uh, I've, I've said this before. Elliot Ness was my first uh, craft beer. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why I gravitate towards that malt profile. Right. Um, I, I really enjoy yours. And, and so 1724, what's the name? What Go on a little bit about the name and kind of so what seven, else inspired this. Yeah, so 1724, naming is fun for us because, you know, we're – Franklin Brewing, you know, in the spirit of Ben Franklin. Right. 1724, Ben was 18 years old, took a ship over to London to buy his first printing press. <laughs> ben. You know, 18 <laughs> on a boat. Overachiever. Yeah, you know. Um, so it, it, in our mind, it was he's going to London. He's yeah. buying his printing press. It's a classic style. Ale. Yeah. This all, it, it, it's beautiful. It's it a nice correlation. Right. It falls in place. Um, you know, and again, it's just that. I'm a hophead. Yeah. I love big, ginormous palate wreckers, but this to me is, I, I can stay at home all day, drink this all day long. Right. 
we keep it around five and a half percent. Um, and, and I enjoy that. It's sessionable. Yeah. You know, I can have it with anything. I can have it with a nice pastrami sandwich. I can have it with chicken noodle soup. Right. You know, a ham sandwich. Anything. It's not going to overpower anything. No, really. it, it pairs well with, with really everything. So. Uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a great style. Um, just very, very flavorful. And, and your guys' is one of the more, more flavorful ones that I've come across here uh, in the States. Well, thank you. And, and actually, like, like Mark said, there, were, there wasn't a whole lot of people doing this style. Yeah. And that was, again, another thing that we had talked about, you know, in, in, in uh, another episode where we don't follow the trends. Right. We kind of want to do our own thing. And we found something that we enjoyed that people weren't doing. So it was like, you know what, this seems like a perfect opportunity for us to do something. Yeah. And especially to introduce people to something that they maybe have never had before or even thought of having before. Right. And, you know, like we, we said, it is it is a little more malt forward, but it's not it's still so drinkable Absolutely. and so easy to drink and smooth. And it's it's almost that sessionable, quaffable where you can just sit here and pound them one after the right. other. And, you know, it, it's just it doesn't leave any aftertaste. There's no cloning effects. There's nothing going on. It's just like, wow, this is a really balanced and tasty beer. And that's. And like he mentioned earlier, with you know, with, with the bitters, the whole name, and that's why he said it, it it's tough for us sometimes to sell it outside, mm-hmm. because when it gets into a bar, when we when we give it to people for samples and things like that to try, they're like, I really like this, I want to put it on. They put it on, and people see the name, and then they're like, Nah, I don't want to try that. Let me let me try something else. But if they can get them to at least try a small sample, then they're like, We can't get them to stop pouring it. Right. You know, and it it's just it it's just one of those beers that. I didn't expect it to take off like it did, and it has, and it's been awesome because out of everything that we make, our whole list of stuff, that's probably, if it's on, it's my go-to. Yeah. I mean, I, I come out and go, what do I want? I want this. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have this one. I, I go to a brewery. Usually the first thing I try is an IPA because uh, I know if a brewery can make a solid IPA, they can make a solid gen- any style yeah. for the most part. Uh the only thing that that will make me second guess doing an IPA first is, is the ESB. And yeah. it, it just I, I just I'm like that way. style. I'm, I just like that. I was style. just in Columbus and I walked into Land Grant. Oh yeah, and I'm looking at their big board. They had an ESB on. I oh said, nice, absolutely. Oh have yeah, to, that's going to have to be the first one yeah. I try. And it was great. And, and was great. Uh, when when uh, my niece brought me four growlers back from Catawba Island Brewing Company for for Christmas last year. One of the ones she brought back was an ESB, and that awesome. was by far my favorite one. Awesome. I was like, I have to talk to these guys. Yeah. But uh, I'm really glad that I got to try your guys's too because it's it's a nice style. And then you guys also do another ESB. You guys actually do like an Imperial ESB. <laughs> you guys bump that that ABV up a little bit too. Yeah. Uh, so it's 1724 is the base, and then you got 1726 is your Imperial. 1726, yes, is our Imperial. Uh, that was. It was my mistake. Uh, I'll, I'll own it. Aaron left me alone at the brew house with uh, a new set of grain, and instead of 5%, it came out at 8%. Uh, good problem to have. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but it didn't quite taste the same. So at least we, you didn't go under. Yeah, exactly. Right. That, that I think I'd be terrible. a little more mad if you came under. So, uh, you know, we tasted it throughout the process, and we're like, you know, it's still good. Yeah. It's just not the same. Right. You could taste the alcohol. What do you want to do here? So Aaron went out and bought um, French mild oak staves, two okay. of them, and they were large, you know, probably three feet long, got two of them, like vineyards use. Yeah. Um, threw those in there for two months, threw it on vanilla beans and let it 
sit and age. And uh, it really balanced out well. Yeah. You know, you don't get a lot of the alcohol. No, it's, it's not a very heat. There's not a lot of heat on it. Yeah. And, and so that, a lot of the regulars that come in that love 1724 will take 1726 over that all day. Yeah. Um, but they're luscious too. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, it, you know, it, what is it about the style that you think there's, that's made it kind of start bumping up and becoming a little bit more popular around here. You see a little bit more people doing it now. I do. I do. Um, you know, it's the same old, what's old is new again. And it's, it's just a cyclical thing. Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, all the crazes that have been going on with the IPAs, hazy crazes. Oh, absolutely. I've seen the glitter around. Right. There's all sorts of crazy stuff going on. How many on. different IPAs can we make? Yeah. And it's nice to see people gravitating back to, here's just a classic, basic style that people have been drinking for hundreds, thousands right. of years. You know, let's just do that. If it was good enough for them, it's good enough for us. Exactly. And yeah. then you, you get it, and you get a lot of... You know, our demographics, uh, a little older crowd. Mm -hmm. And you get a lot of people coming in and like, wow, I remember this when I was a kid. My grandpops used to drink this. And, you know, it's it's throwbacks for them. And yeah. they really enjoy it. That's nice. That's a nice story where you kind of, it, it brings people back. It has that familial connection Absolutely. to it. Where it, it's sort of like this nostalgia factor Yeah. Uh, when when you're sitting down and drinking. And I, and I feel like that's, a, that's also been another big thing with this craft beer boom is the is that nostalgia factor and going back to beer yeah absolutely yeah. you know we um we pride ourselves on our customers that come through and, and having conversations and stories with them we'll tell them hey we've done a kind of new take on a cream ale and everybody yeah. starts talking oh, about when they were kids yeah. and you know and it's Jenny. Just, yeah and it's just <laughs> nice to sit there and talk to people about you know okay. when they were kids <laughs> and the the happier days yeah absolutely. you know and, it, and that's that's the biggest you know, that's another style, you know, not to get too far off the topic, but th that seems to be another style that a lot of people are playing with these days is that cream ale. Yeah. Uh, like I saw Columbus Brewing Company did a mocha coffee, like a mocha cream ale. And I was like, what? Well, yeah, it's, that it's, sounds interesting. <laughs> like, it's that's actually, another style. It, well, it's actually one of the like the, the, the true American styles. OK. You know, I mean, we've pulled a lot of things from a lot of different countries and, and making beer and what they did. I mean, for the longest time, the Germans were on top of everything. Right. And this is the way you make it. This is how it goes. Belgians did their thing with the stuff that they did. And in America, we were just kind of we had bud. Right. You know, and then we had cores. Yeah. You know, and it was like, ooh, this is it. This is what we get. Yeah. But there was always Jenny. And it was like the true cream ale. You know, it's got corn. It's got malt. And. There's not really much more that you need. Right. And it gets you where you're going. It, exactly. And I think that's why people find it so easy to play with. And the things that do, you know, we, we can do anything with it. You right. know, it's it's a light, easy, quaffable beer. You can make it 4%. You can make it 8%. Yeah. You know, and it's still going to come out good. Yeah. And, you know, and same with the ESB. You know, at 8%, that's still a phenomenal freaking beer. Absolutely. You know, I, I that's I I would sit back and drink that. I'd take a growler home with that. You know, like that's that's good stuff. Yeah, you know, and and with even that being a mistake that I had made, it's nice being small enough that we can then play with it. Right. Say, all right, let's let's chew up a fermenter for two months, let's throw this on, on yeah. wood. You know, the the manufacturer, the wood staves wanted like six, eight months. Like, oh to get full flavor out of this we're like, there's no way. So we sampled it every week. Yeah. Is there? Uh, not quite, not quite. Oh, boom. Love it right here. Then we're able to keg it Dial and, it and go. Yeah. Where you go from, from forward. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, what else uh, have I forgotten to bring up about the, uh, 
1724 or the 1726 um uh, not ESB. much yeah not much other than you know uh, another amazing almost 90 percent all local grains um definitely all the base malts the hops in this we used uh from vermilion we put vajradina in there from rustling binds um oh, nice. you know we use a lot of their stuff cascade vajradina other hops we try and stay as as local as possible yeah hyper local local honey local grains local hops Anything that we can do local, we will do. Yeah. Um, and, and then that's where it comes into the flavor changes sometimes. You know, Absolutely. The, but that's okay. And then, the, and again, the 1724 year-round. Correct. 1726 every once in a while kind of be on. When, they, when he leaves me alone in here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't too often anymore. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, well, th- thank you guys again so much for being here. I really appreciate you guys uh, taking the time to... To do this, tune in next week for another all-new episode of the Tap Room Exclusive.